Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for May 16th in the year of our Lord 2019. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips, that along with morality in the people. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Our website, libertyroundtable.com, live and on-demand radio at your fingertips if you have the heart to help donate Today, every penny will be used to grow our presence in the media and to tell the tale of liberty and promote news the networks refuse to use. Welcome to the broadcast. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We talked about Alabama Senate and House both ban nearly all abortions. We pray the governor signs it. Indeed, our prayers were answered. She did sign. We'll get into that later as the broadcast unfolds in great detail, to say the least. Georgia's new heartbeat bill, doing great. But Alyssa Milano proposing sex strike to protest the Georgia, and now I'm sure the Alabama laws. Um, Evan Rachel Wood suggests men get mandatory vasectomies. Wow. Uh, To go ahead and protest. What's the best state? We talked about that in detail. According to U.S. News and World Report, it's Washington State. Uh, We reject that. It all depends on the criteria that you use, and we would use a completely different criteria than they would. Kurt highlighted a Seattle trash map that highlights the city of Ballard uh, and, you know, Seattle area. Just trash and needles and just... mm. Wow, not a state I necessarily would want to live in. By the way, that was our one. We had James Edwards co-hosting as our guest uh, as well on both hours yesterday. Second hour, we talked about U.S. births fall to lowest rate since the 1980s, the lowest in 32 years, by the way. And in a future broadcast, we'll drill into the statistics. We're not even at replacement levels, and we haven't been since 1971, folks. Devastation around the world with pro-murder agendas everywhere. The revolutionary communists descend on UCLA. They're advocating an overthrow of the system. These people are literally unhinged, folks. I'm telling you right now. Wow. The revolutionary communists. It's the revolutionary communist party, USA, distributed, quote, manifestos and featured displays at the University of California, Los Angeles. And the group called, listen to this unhinged reality, folks. The group called for the formation of organized fighting forces, claiming the group must be continually ready to train and deploy. These people are revolutionaries, folks. They're out of control. They want to make America a communist nation again. You say again? What? Folks, we've been communist and socialist for a long time. They want to double down. That You know, that's their slogan. We want to make America great again. They want to make America communist again. You say, Sam, we're never communist. Oh, yeah? 
Go look at the 10th plague in the Commonwealth Manifesto. It's government school. You got that in every single city in the country. Go right on backwards from the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto to the first and see how much communism we have blatantly in America. Then go read your supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, and see how many of those principles we're embracing. Then we'll have a conversation, shall we? Kirk is an article writer, an author, if you will, says, hey, Trump's greatest show of power is in his reluctance to use power. I agree with that. Trump's Power shows in his reluctance to use power. In many cases, that's true, believe it or not. On one hand, everybody says Donald's bombastic and over the top, and, and to some degree his rhetoric is. But you know what? When it comes to governing, he's been very, very careful not to obliterate other branches of government in many, many ways. He's not always that way. There's been a couple of exceptions, but for the most part, that's a valuable point. All right, we talked about three Florida radio stations destroyed in the hurricanes coming back and they vow to broadcast donald trump's speeches every day until the end of the 2020 election it'll be a two-minute speech they're going to do it hourly (laughs) i kid you not they just think trump's done such a phenomenal job wow montana's governor steve bullock is his name he's an extreme democrat he uh makes the 22nd entry into the quote presidential field He's running for president, and again, I think a couple of people have even joined since him. I think they're up to 24. How many people are going to run for president on the Democratic ticket before it starts to wind down and they start to filter folks out? Interesting indeed. We joke that everybody should run for president on the Democratic ticket, and everybody can vote for themselves even, huh? $2 billion verdict against Monsanto. And they say, hey, their Roundup product causes cancer. They're paying out billions of dollars, folks. Wow. We told you that was the case. They mocked us and laughed at us before. Where was the Food and Drug Administration when you need them? All right. We talked about an incredible article by Patrick J. Buchanan. Tariffs, the taxes that made America great. He's spot on on this one, folks. Constitutionally, Pat Buchanan's dead on. Good work, Pat. And uh, Donald, I hope you're listening. We need tariffs. We need appropriate proper role of government fundraising indirect is the point uh, not directly on the american people uh is a great tax but the problem is you can't just tax us to death through communist plans you know income tax property tax all kinds of communist direct taxations and then throw tariffs on top of it right what you got to do is scale back government what you got to do is get rid of the unconstitutional taxes and replace them with constitutional tariff tariff taxes And that would indeed make America great again. Pat, you're spot on. San Francisco supervisor. I guess these supervisors in San Francisco did a great job. I'm shocked, but they voted to ban the use of facial recognition software by police and by other city departments. It's just great news. Wow, you never thought that there'd be some leadership in San Francisco, but there it is. We also talked about Alibaba founder Jack Ma. He urges his employees and their partners, they say to have sex marathons every day at a group wedding. And anyway, the headline kind of betrays what he's really about. Um, I don't know why the mainstream press dishonestly, you know, pitches this. But he's backing having children and marriage. And they twist it into a sex fest. So there you go. Leave it to the mainstream press to pervert everything. But kind of interesting. Uh, This guy basically was a no-name nobody. Then all of a sudden he rock and roll, discovered the internet. Created Alibaba. Now he's one of the richest men in the world. 
primarily from China. So there you have it for Jack Ma. Thought I'd brief you on that detail as well. And that's the recap of the broadcast that was yesterday and available now at libertyroundtable.com. News the network's refused to use without further ado starts now. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. Hey, Kurt, do you know what today is? Today is I know you're my say wife's Thursday. birthday. Your wife's birthday. All right. Well, there's a lot of good reasons to celebrate then. Today, by the way, and going forward on the third Thursday of May, we invite you to help us mark and celebrate the eighth Global Accessibility Awareness Day, Kurt. <laughs> Eighth Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Yes, sir. Mm. Global well, Accessibility I, yeah. Awareness Day dot org, so you can learn more, my friend. Okie dokie. And you know what that means, Kurt? Mm, not really. All right. Here's the deal. For visually impaired people and deaf people and, and, and disabled people, you know, uh, the um, digital divide is hard to handle, they say. And so they really want to make you aware of it, and they want to do things to help, you know, kind of um, narrow the gap. And so they say things like this, you know, Kurt, unplug your mouse. If you're, you know, and act like a blind person, you can unplug your mouse and just try to use the keyboard you know, all day, and you'll get kind of an idea of how difficult it really is and all this kind of stuff. And they go on, and they want to have events and highlight this, and their whole goal is to encourage people to take accessibility seriously, and they're very polite about it. They basically say, hey, we realize, you know what, it's not that people don't want to make accessibility. It's that people don't realize that they're making products and services and things that are not accessible. And what they really need is just kind of an understanding. And so that's why they want to bring this accessibility awareness day to your attention because they believe most people will care and do the right thing. And, and there's very simple things that can be done to really increase accessibility. And it doesn't cost a whole lot of money. And there's guidelines and standards and, and, and helps and tidbits that can make just a tremendous difference. And, and they really want to bring this to your attention, Kurt. GlobalAccessibilityAwarenessDay.org is the website to check it out. What do you think of that, Kurt? Well, you know, at least it sounds like there's no real government um, force involved. So, Well, and that's I'm, where the rub starts to happen. Oh, okay. And that's why I'm bringing it up, because I celebrate the day along with everybody else. Uh, just a reminder, I'm a totally blind person, so I get it. If anybody would have a reason to be involved or interested, it would be me. Uh, and so I agree with the sentiment that we want to heighten awareness. We want to let people know, especially when it doesn't take much or many changes to really make a difference, Kurt. And I think it's great to make people aware and to let people understand and, and increase education. I think that's all wonderful stuff. When we cross the line into, as you wisely point out, government force, when we cross the line into uh, mandates or funding or government, you know, stealing tax dollars from one to for another and this kind of stuff, pulling the lever of government in the favor of the few at the expense of the many, then I start to change my mind that I'm not in. I'm out. But as long as we make this an awareness day, an education day, and we do it in the private sector and we, and we put together campaigns to help people understand, it's a great thing. I'll talk more about this, then we'll grab our buddy Brian Rust, Rust Quinn and Gift in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. 
In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. How many times do I have to tell you? I swear, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Don't you understand English? Your children are probably too polite to tell you. Hello, those things on the side of your head aren't turnips. But they get just as frustrated when you won't listen to them as you do when they won't listen to you. Do I need to speak slower? In fact, few things show children how much they're valued and respected more than a parent's willingness to listen. Tell me what you did at work today. Studies show when parents listen, children develop better listening skills themselves. They also tend to have more self-confidence and are more likely to avoid alcohol and drugs. Now sit down here and tell me all about it. When you really listen, love is what they'll hear. Thank you for sharing that with me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. All right, we missed Brian Rust. We'll have to catch him another time. A um, little bit of conflict going on, so we'll get that resolved, and he'll be back to you soon, ladies and gentlemen. But it is on the third Thursday of May every year. This is the eighth annual, I might add. We want to have you help us mark the eighth Global Accessibility Awareness Day. GlobalAccessibilityAwarenessDay.org is the website. And like I say, Kurt, I think it's a great thing to do, great thing to let people know about. I think it is something with very, very little effort we can make a tremendous difference in. So I'm all for the educational reality here. I'm all for spreading the word. I'm all for telling everybody about it. I'm all for uh, education. I'm willing to uh, apply my skill set to help people and companies uh, make a difference. Anybody who wants to care and get involved, I support it 100%. That's why we're using airtime to promote it in some way. But when they cross the line to government and use tax dollars, forcing people to pay, and or when they pull the lever of government via regulations, I start to get squirmish in a hurry. Because on one hand, you think, well, man, you know, it's really needed. I mean, it's only fair. I don't know what only fair and really needed means. What I mean is that every group can have a legitimate claim to pull the lever of government in their favor. Rarely is it ever valuable or worthy of government doing. I say rarely because there are exceptions. Let me give you an example. When we send folks off to war and they come back and they have accessibility and, 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 and health problems and things like that, that is one area to where I do think we owe a little bit of exception uh, to care for them and to, 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 to take care of them. Uh, after all, it's, it's them serving their country, serving us. 
um, that made, uh, you know, our safety and freedoms possible. So there's a little bit of exception that I would draw. Um, it's almost like the never and the always extremes are rarely correct. It's usually somewhere in the middle. But I'm telling you that 95, 99, I don't know what percent of the time, when you pull the lever of government in the in favor of the few at the expense of the many, nine times out of 10, you're off track or more, even more. And so you need to be very, 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 very careful uh, with this. Uh, any comments on the, the fundamental philosophy that we're talking about here, Kurt, before we move on to some practical realities? Well, I can't think of any uh, a whole lot to add except that, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you got the uh, supreme law of the land, the Constitution. You'll have a really hard time finding anything in there that says, hey, we got to do this with government. But, uh, you know, good, honest people can always promote good things uh, on their own. And, Amen. Man. That's the way to do it. And that's why I want to take time on this day to really talk about it myself. You know, when we talk about the digital divide, oftentimes we're talking about software and computers and stuff like that. And, you know, websites are very difficult for blind people, for example. And I don't know everything about every, you know, disability and the challenges and things like that, although I have a pretty good understanding. But from a technical point of view, it's very easy to make changes. I mean, if you can give keyboard access to an application... And not just mouse access, but keyboard access to the different things that you need to do. That makes a tremendous difference. Um, there are web standards and guidelines uh, and consistencies that, if applied, can make a big difference. There are some companies that are really taking a lead in this accessibility area, too, Kurt, by the way. Um, there's a conferencing, a web conferencing application, you know, for video conferencing and stuff like that. Uh, and one of the leaders in that genre, if you will, of, of video conferencing is called Zoom, Z-O-O-M. Their website's zoom.us. And they have really taken accessibility seriously. They have keyboard access to all their software. They've got an accessibility a team within their software development organization. And they really do reach out and they have a, a person who takes comments uh, and interacts and does quite a bit to really uh, make their software accessible. And you know what? A little bit of work goes a long way. You provide keyboard access. You provide screen contrast for those who can see a little bit, <clears throat> uh, but not too well. You know, you, you follow a few standards. In other words, uh, on we in web applications, you use headings and, um, you know, proper uh, things that can, that can um, make the software accessible. It really does not take a lot of work. I could get into a lot of detail. What I'm, the reason I'm hesitating is because I'm trying to, Use simpler words, not just to lose people. Uh, but all I'm telling you is this is a great effort. It's a good news thing as long as we don't approach it the wrong way. And that is this. If we think of the private sector as the solution, if we think of it, and I like the name of this thing is why I'm talking about it. When we want to talk about awareness day, that's great. If we want to talk about, you know, helping people become awareness of the accessibility needs of others and, uh, okay, then that's great. But if we then want to use government to force that will and or fund that will and or regulate that into existence, you know, we've gone too far. I'm not really fond of the Americans with Disabilities Act, for instance, because it's government mandating, thinking government can solve all the problems. What government usually does is put too much um, pressure on businesses to where they can't afford it or support it, Kurt. Well, it's a great point, Sam, and, uh, you know, we see it so many times. I was just uh, studying up uh, 
a little bit more on uh, silver and gold and uh, see that the, uh, uh, the one of the headlines about that uh, talks about how struggling silver prices lag. Then they say $1,300 gold as trade tariffs hit solar industry in China and the U.S. And, uh, you know, it talks about how uh, they're saying that uh, solar industry is kind of pulling back because we're going to have a 30% tariff on foreign produced solar panels. But it also, they say, has a negative effect on the domestic solar industry. And I would just add the domestic installers of these uh you know what they call cheap imports um but you know it's amazing how many uh things have kind of a connectedness you know in this world we live in and these uh you know uh, access ability things that you're talking about um are you know really everywhere i mean i i could say look this isn't fair for me because i'm not as smart as sam about all this you know technology so we should fix this for me and make it more country bumpkin-esque if you will uh but you know thank goodness um i don't push for that plus i don't think i could get it done anyway but uh i'm grateful that they make computers and things uh you know, easier for a guy like me to understand a little bit. And, uh, you know, at least uh, I I think it's nice when businesses, uh, you know, they try their best to put up these little signs. I've been with Sam before where, you know, he'll find those little uh, signs with the little Braille on them and say, oh, yeah, that's really great if you can find the sign, you know. Uh, well, yeah, you got this little Braille like thing that. about like five inches long or three <laughs> inches long somewhere up on a wall and you're blind. It's like once I can get there and read what that says, that might be helpful. But how am I going to get to yeah. that thing in the first place? And if I get to well, that. Well, it does make us feel good about well, it. Well, if I though, get to so that, I could probably get to the toilet easier. The toilet's like 50 times bigger if I'm just yeah, you know right. searching for stuff. Feel around. You know, uh, anyway, and I'm not trying to mock it. I understand the intent. And if it's a place you've been to a lot of times, or let's say that it's a place you work, you know, it might be just, I'm going to read the sign on the wall there. I know where it is. I know where to feel it. I'm going to make sure I'm going to the right restroom. I'm not, you know, now it doesn't, you don't need to make sure you're going to the right restroom. Yeah, you can go where That's not even relevant. But hey, um, I digress. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that, you know, I mean, I understand that there's some use for it. I'll give you another example. You got the chirps and the doot-doot. When you cross the street. And if it's a place you've been to a lot, you know, you can have a sighted person tell you when you're walking this way, these are the sounds that matter. And when you're walking that way, these are the sounds that matter. That's great. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, and if you're you're there a lot, it might be helpful just because it's a reminder that you can go. And, you know, a lot of times you can listen to traffic and decide that you can go yourself. But it's always helpful to have another, you know, mechanism. The problem is if it's somewhere you've never been before, how do you know which direction goes with which direction? Oh, well, Sam, it's louder. If you're going the direction that it needs to be. That's right. But if I've never been there, how do I know the relative loudness? Well, it's louder than the other one. Well, I got to maybe stay there and listen to the other one to find out. And I'm like, they're like 10 <laughs> cycles. And then somebody may be grabbing my arm and taking me across the street to the wrong place. So I don't even want to go. So uh, and, and I'm not mocking these things as much as I am providing a practical reality to a lot of these things. There are ways to help. And there are things that can be done. And, you know, even when it is government... Let me give you an example. Even when it is government, I don't want government spending more money than they ought, and I don't want government you know, forcing these things down our throats. But even with government, it's smart for them to be aware, and that's kind of why, again, I'm going to highlight this 
you know, accessibility awareness day, if it's making government aware, if government's going to put in a street, for example, and a sidewalk, you know, they might as well put in a ramp for the disabled so they can use a wheelchair, Kurt, versus a big high curb with a very deep gutter where, you know, hey, you can't get your wheelchair up that. That awareness and that, that building some of those things in from the get-go is not a bad idea. So no one wants to be hostile. We all want to be aware. We all want to do something. But how much of it should be kindness and willingness uh, and a general Christian care for your fellow beings versus force, mandate, regulation, etc.? And that's kind of where the rubber meets the road for me. Quick pause. Sam and Kurt in seconds. What, Louis Gomert's in the news? Kurt's got details on your radio. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Donald Trump must be stopped. I've beaten him before and I will do it again. New York City's mayor is the latest Democrat to announce a run for the White House in 2020. Mayor Bill de Blasio making the announcement in a video he posted this morning. I'm Bill de Blasio and I'm running for president because it's time we put working people first. De Blasio expected to visit Iowa and South Carolina over the coming few days. Now the Missouri Senate has just passed a bill banning abortion after eight weeks of pregnancy. The bill still needs another vote in the House before it can go to that governor's desk. It comes after the governor of Alabama signed a bill yesterday considered the nation's strictest abortion bill, banning most abortions without an exception for rape or incest, just like that Missouri state bill. And this is USA Radio News. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Get a $100 travel reward credit with a full synthetic oil change through October 31st, 2019. Terms apply. Visit Pennzoil.com slash travel on. I'm not going very far. It's too uncomfortable. I'm in a hurry. Sometimes I just forget. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. You're not only putting yourself at risk of injury or death, it could also cost you lots of money. Cops are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. President Trump is set to unveil a White House immigration reform proposal later today at an event in the Rose Garden. Senior White House advisor Jared Kushner has reportedly spent weeks crafting the plan. Kushner, the president's son-in-law, reports are this plan will move the U.S. from a family-based immigration system to a system based on skills and employment opportunities and will also include construction of a wall. This is USA Radio News. As National Police Week continues, President Trump spoke at the annual National Peace Officers Memorial Service at the U.S. Capitol yesterday, calling it a sacred commemoration and calling for the death penalty for anyone who kills a law. America is built and based on liberties and freedoms. Liberty HealthShare brings that to health care. The liberty of choosing your own doctor. The liberty of choosing your own hospital. Liberty HealthShare makes health care affordable to millions of Americans. Ignite your liberty. Sharing plans starting at $199. 
All right, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. It's not Liberty Roundtable Live programming. It's the news that caused that little blip. But there you go. All right, thanks for being alongside with the ride. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby. Hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips. Louis Gummert. What is he, a congressman of Texas? Kurt, speaking out, huh? Well, that's right, Sam. Uh, he's a uh, you know, pretty senior Republican of Texas. Uh, he's done a lot of good things, I think. Uh, I would call him a little less go-getter-ish, I guess, than, uh, than I'd hope. Yeah, I like but, that. Kurt's uh, making up words just like me now, go-getter-ish. That's awesome. <laughs> Anyway, uh, in his case, though, he, he was warning that America, he was uh, on, a, on a radio interview, and he warned that America came very close to suffering its first successful coup. Um, now, you know, at least when I look back in, in America's history, uh, I look at what happened with Ronald Reagan, I look at Abraham Lincoln, and I mean, um, there's a lot of times when uh you know one side or the other is pretty little ticked off at the other guys and it seems to me like uh, there's been shenanigans before but uh, he says uh you know um he says time for republicans to say and i wish he would have said just americans to say enough already you have you have put this country through heck. You, you've let these ridiculous allegations that we now see are totally bogus get you the majority in the House. And this is something that should be brought up more and more, if you ask me. But, you know, it's just like that, uh, you know, the, the election with Judge Roy Moore that I believe uh, was, um, well, election fraud because of what happened. Uh, and we see it so many times. I've seen it in my own uh, runs for office and that kind of thing. Uh, when people use uh, bogus information or lies or whatever, and it's found out later, um, and yet the elections aren't changed back and started over or done again. Yeah, they act like uh, it's kind of no harm, no foul, don't they, Kurt? Well, yeah, he, he goes on to say, but if the American people will wake up, and I hope that they will. I think that they are. It seems like things are indicating that. Then it's time for anybody with an R or D beside their names that's going to preserve the Constitution. Make no mistake, we are in a constitutional crisis to stand up and say enough already. And I agree with I that mean, general I, sentiment, Kurt. I think yeah, he's right. I, now, I isn't said it was Louis, enough already a long time ago. Huh? Well, you're right about that. Now, isn't this the guy that when we were walking, we walked into his office and they said, hey, Louis, you know, he's not here. And then we started to walk out of his office and all of a sudden he came the other way and we grabbed him and instead of just blowing us off, he said, no, 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 no hold on. And he dropped everything he was doing. He talked to us for a little bit. Isn't that the guy? It seemed like we actually got some, you know, FaceTime, face if yeah. you will. In, in Washington, D.C. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I got to come so in, I Louis, for that. that. Yeah, good point. And I will also say this. I don't know exactly what the word coup means, Kurt. And, and let me explain what I mean. I understand what the word means, okay? But what, yes. the reason I say I don't know what it means is, you know, when you talk about coup or coup d'etat, mm-hmm. and you talk about, hey, what he's referring to is that the Democrats almost literally overruled the Electoral College and the uh, election of a, of a president, uh, Donald Trump. That's what he's referring to right now. And I think he's got a valid point that, hey, they almost, you know, created this coup. 
Uh, but whether you talk about a coup or a coup d'etat or you use the word in the traditional sense or you use the word in a modified sense, I think that as you point out wisely, Kurt, this has happened many times in America. And I'll give you an example. They tried to make George Washington literally a king, a dictator. And he rejected it, right? One righteous man stopped the coup there, too. Now, it's a little bit of a different twist on the word coup, kind of. Uh, but in the, the Abraham Lincoln and the okay, these examples really highlight the point. Uh, and I know this, you know, I don't know that I want to say we're in a constitutional crisis. The word crisis almost escalates it, in my opinion, to this feverish pitch that I don't think is warranted. I don't think we need to get into a feverish pitch and act like, oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. However, I do think there are serious threats to the Constitution. And we, the people, as Louis Gohmert, congressman of Texas, says, we need to wise up and wake up and realize that, hey, we better insist on the supreme laws of our nation. We better insist on the checks and balances that made America great and can make America great if we apply them again. We better be involved in the culture war. We better stand for the principles of liberty in our sacred cause. That is the Christian cause of God, family, and country. We better promote these things. And you know what? We have many, many, many dangerous threats that are coup d'etat-ish. Is that a word? <clears throat> that are literally um, starting to threaten our culture, threaten our way of life, threaten our morality and our stability. And our Okay, we've really got a road to hoe here. And I think Louis is spot on. In fact, Janine Perrow doubles down. And kind of says a similar thing, Kurt. Well, yeah, and I think is she the one that they call Judge Janine? Is that that's what, exactly you know? who it is? Yes, sir. Okay, Roger that. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I don't mean to say that I don't understand, but I just don't watch TV. You know, well, tell me what uh, you so don't understand. I'll help you. I've never well, seen TV in I my mean, entire uh, life, but I can help you, bro. Well, I know, but I guess they, you know, I've heard people say Judge. Judge Judy or Judge? No, that's what hold are they on. Judge Judy and that's Judge Janine are two different people. All so right. Judge Judy is kind of a um, shock jock judge. She brings all kinds of weird cases. My husband cheated on me, and he sold the dog, and you know, kind of stuff. Uh, whereas okay. Judge Janine Pirro talks about political issues and has a political show and educates uh, about the Constitution and everything else. So Janine Pirro and Judge Judy are completely two different people and completely two different shows. All right, they're, uh, but they're not really what you'd call news babes. They'd be more like um, you know, a little bit more senior kind of folks. Uh, where they're, yeah, both you know, of them are a little bit more senior, and um, you know, both of them have a completely different twist. So Judge Janine um, Pirro or whatever has a uh, news show, right? Hard-hitting news mm -hmm. topics, kind of like a Judge Napolitano, very conservative by nature for the most part, et cetera, et cetera. Judge Judy has kind of a shock jock, Jerry Spring-esque, I'm the court judge that'll slap you down kind of lady. Okay. A little bit. All right, I guess according to the Breitbart piece about uh, Janine Pirro, uh, they call her program uh, Justice, I guess, um, and she slammed Democrats and the media for proclaiming a constitutional crisis given the Trump administration was willing to succumb to the demands of congressional Democrats regarding the Mueller investigation. She, uh, I guess she made an opening statement or a monologue, and she asked if critics were all stupid and noted that Congress wasn't entitled to the report at all. 
and I, I would just answer and say, yeah, most of them all. But they're, but they're what they're doing is, you know, it's just a standard Democrat Republican thing. If if some one side's for it, the other side has to be against it. Uh, she says constitutional crisis. How? Because they can't get the full Mueller report. She asks. Are they all stupid? They've got 98% of the full report. And I've got news for you bozos. You weren't even entitled to any of it. The report was written for the Attorney General by the special counsel. The Attorney General decided to release a four-page conclusion and offered skeptical Democrats a skiff, uh, she calls SCIF, a secure facility, to see the whole report. So you'd have to have some little place you could go in and, you know, prove you're who you are, I guess, to read the whole thing. Uh, not one Democrat wanted to see it. So Attorney General Barr was in the impossible position of violating federal law and releasing uh, 6E grand during testimony or acquiescing to the demands of the radical loony left. Uh, I guess, you know, at least that gives you a little more view there of, you know, what she sees uh but uh you know judge janine Pirro, sam um and what do you think of that kurt because in a way louis and her kind of saying the opposite a little bit kurt well uh, you know the thing uh, i mean louis saying hey he's looking at the whole thing and saying look you guys almost pulled this off and this is a bad deal we got to get to the bottom of this and she's saying uh, you know, these guys, it's much ado about nothing. Uh, and, you know, she's pointing out the law. And I I wish they'd go further and say, this is all a bunch of hokey pokey. There's, uh, you know, a whole bunch of really good stuff we ought to be focusing on. But they don't get to it because they're worried about all this other little, you know, redactions, et cetera. You know, seems to me like Sam. Yes. Um, I wish they'd um, get to really, uh, you know, uh, like locking her up, et cetera, you know, uh, I mean, really putting the uh, justice where it ought to be. But, you know, it seems like there's no real justice. We've got innocent people in prison that we know of, and yet we got uh, people running around that are big-time lawbreakers, I think. You got that right. <clears throat> Anyway, it's a road of hope for sure. A lot to talk about. I want to break down my thoughts of the difference between what Louie and Janine are both saying. And I think they're both right. I don't think they're at odds, really. Just two sides of the same coin, if you will. Breakdown in seconds. I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City Policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, 
dignity and life for every child of God. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. A quick breakdown of how I don't believe Janine Puro and Louis Gohmert, congressman, are at odds. So Gohmert's saying, hey, man, this came very close to being the first coup in America. Well, I don't know that I agree with the first. It depends on how you define a coup and a coup d'etat. Nevertheless, I will agree with him that, hey, they literally tried to uh, reject and overturn the duly elected president. I mean, they want to get rid of the Electoral College over this. They want to disable more of the checks and, balance, the checks and balances that made America great. Okay, so don't don't fall for that. And the, the coup here might not even be just the overturning of the duly elected president in one Donald J. Trump, um, but it might be in that they want to upend the whole electoral process for a president and get rid of the electoral college altogether. So there's almost two coups in one here. The Trump example in specific where they tried to overturn an election, but then the broader sense where they're trying to gut some of the checks and balances that make this country so wonderful. Such a blessing, right? And, and, and so there you go. So Louis's right. I don't know that I agree with the, the word the first, but he has a valuable point that, hey, we're, you know what? We better stand up for this or they're going to gut the checks and balances that made America great. Now, Janine Puro talking about a different discussion. She's saying, hey, where the Democrats are claiming that, um, well, if we don't release the Mueller report, it's a constitutional crisis. That's a different topic, right? And she's saying they're absolutely nuts. It isn't a crisis if we don't release the report. It's not a crisis at all. And she's right. It isn't a crisis. I mean, how much government documentation is not released? Kurt, do you have any idea how to put your arms around that one, buddy? Oh, no. Don't have arms that big, Sam. <laughs> I'm just saying there's so much documentation that's not released. One more little report from a goofball named Mueller isn't going to matter, Kurt. In the, in the big scheme of things, we're not going to say, oh, my gosh, with the Mueller report, the Constitution is just rocking and rolling and, and, and protecting the greatest country on the earth. And on the other hand, if we don't have that Mueller report, holy moly, the Constitution is just melting down. Okay, that isn't even close to true. Yep. And that's what I mean by we got to avoid the sky is falling scenario of the, of the extremists. Some are Democrats, some are Republicans, but they're all unhinged. They don't get it. The Constitution is cleverly devised. And incredibly implemented, I believe, inspired of God, by the way, by wise men who realized that the checks and balances are what make the Constitution so wonderful, so immovable with its vertical and horizontal checks and balances. Kurt, this is critical to understand. So, you know what? One document, even a, even a, close to a coup d'etat, um, the Constitution just stands there steady as a rock. It's very, very, very hard to dismantle it. 
And that's why they've been at it so long. And even though we've lost a lot of liberty in America, which is sad, and we need to be cognizant and wake up, as Gomert says, to bring it back. I support that completely. But I will say this. I don't believe the sky is falling. I don't believe that the Constitution is just melting down tomorrow and tomorrow you're going to wake up in a dictatorship. There's too many checks and balances. I mean, Janine Pirro speaking out, Louis Gohmert speaking out, Sam and Kurt speaking out. And we're all educating people to what's really going on. And it's great news. Where I fear that we're in the biggest trouble is when federal government officials are literally compromised to drug cartel bosses. And I've told you the government was in bed with cartels for a long time, and everybody used to snicker and go, where's the evidence for that, Sam? And I documented it 66 ways from Sunday to the San Jose Mercury News, to the Dallas, Texas Morning News, to you go study. It's all over the news if you really know where to look and really drill in and find out. Nevertheless, we bring this up because we have one more piece of evidence pointing out the truth that we're concerned of. Kurt? That's right, Sam. And uh, this guy that writes this for uh, Breitbart, by the way, uh, Breitbart.com, his name is Ildefonso Ortiz, and he happens to be an award-winning journalist uh, with what they call Breitbart Border slash Cartel Chronicles. And what is he, and, a, a, a Hispanic, Kurt? You know, I would say based on his name that he is. And uh, we're praising this guy? Well, yeah. Because, you want to know why? You know, it's, he's telling the truth. Because he's right, yeah. Yeah. And so, hey, I dig and, this guy. I think he's great. And so he's uh, basically telling us that, uh, you know, just, well, a little while back, they extradited the federal authorities, brought this guy, this uh, drug, well, uh, kingpin, if you will. Uh, a cartel, you know, cartel boss. boss. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Bring They brought him from Colombia. They did it on April 5th this year. Uh, and, uh, you know, the guy pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to defraud the government by bribing a federal agent. You know, usually when there's only one count, they, you know, there's a whole bunch more they probably did, but uh, at least they got him on one. And that's according to a statement from the U.S. Attorney's Office. Now, um, the the uh, court documents uh, that were obtained by Breitbart News revealed that the prosecutors named this guy in a 1996 federal indictment. Now think about that. Uh, Wait a minute, 2006, 2016. Am I confused? Right. 23 years later, buddy? That's right. Uh, Sounds Sam, like a Hillary and, bust, doesn't it, Kerry? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, and uh, he also, they say, had an active arrest warrant from January or June 20th, 1996 until October 21, 2011. So this guy's been you know, trafficking, if you will, in drugs for quite a while. Uh, they say to get the criminal charges dismissed, uh, this guy, his name is Piedra Hita, and, uh, and another Colombian drug lord, Juan Carlos Cabezon Velasco. They gave 20 grand in cash and several prostitutes to a top-ranking U.S. Homeland Securities Investigations agent in the area. Uh you know, it seems like they bought him off for cheap, Sam. I mean, 20 grand. It says uh, court documents revealed that the uh, agent, and they tell you his name, uh, was the case agent for a large-scale drug trafficking operation targeting the Cali cartel called Cornerstone. 
Velasco arranged for a meeting between uh, that guy and uh, the Piedrajita in Bogota, where the drug lords treated the agent with expensive dinners, drinks, and prostitutes in order to get him to help them avoid prosecution. What a shocking deal, Sam. I mean, we've never seen this happen. Well, who's the agent? And uh, is there going to be uh, accountability here? Is someone going to prison for a long time, Kurt, or what? Well, I don't see anything about the agent uh, being, uh, you know, held accountable, uh, Sam. You think uh, he's still with the prostitutes, Kurt? Well, his name's Christopher C-I-C-C-I-O-N-E. So Coconi? I, I think, Coconi? He, you know, it, it almost sounds like he might be one of the drug guys himself. And, you know, so, well, so and many that, times. And, and by the way, Kurt, it's all classified. You know, there's this crisis where you can't yeah. get it. Kind of a joke, right? Probably. But what I'm saying with this is, hey, who is this guy? Was he a drug kingpin himself in some way? And then he got off the hook to go ahead and supposedly play now the mule or the rat for these other guys and you know we we and we've studied this for a long time that the united states is involved in promoting one drug cartel over another and rewarding um you know certain drug cartels for ratting out others and helping with busts and they have these um what do they call them secret double agents or whatever you want to call them that infiltrate these drug cartels and and they literally end up promoting and protecting some drug cartels at the expense of others and stuff we don't play honest we just play fast and loose and fast and furious pardon the phrase with a lot of these things kurt and i use the fast and phrase you know fast and furious phrase on purpose <laughs> because we're literally army drug cartels right well, that's a great point, Sam. I mean, we've uh, so Excuse many me, times. We're literally we've seen arming this drug exact... cartels. Yeah, I mean. So you got the Fast and Furious program, which we arm the drug cartels. Now you got an issue where this top brass guy is taking prostitutes and money to what? Prevent well, prosecution. To look the other way, basically. Yeah, you know. But more than look the and other how way. How many though, times? Well, yeah. Look the other way. Well, says I'm not going to bring it to anybody's attention. Prevent prosecute. Yeah. What was the words in the article, Kurt? This is important. To avoid well, prosecution, uh, right? Let's see, yeah. So he's going to actively make sure prosecution doesn't happen, buddy. That's different than it's, looking the other way. It's a whole ratcheted up level, big time more, in my opinion. Well, and yet we see it uh, over and over, Sam. I mean, take Hillary, take Bill, take, you know, go on down the list. Loretta Lynch, I, I mean, with the president's situation, this whole Russia thing, you know, look at these top FBI guys are, are, I mean, most of them are writing books, selling millions of dollars worth of books and all this kind of stuff. And then you got you know, guys in Congress that have been elected that I believe wouldn't have been elected if the truth had been really uh, put there. Uh, you know, and then you got Judge Roy Moore, you know, you just see this kind of thing over and over and over again. Seems well, like. you've got an article that highlights this. What's this guy's name? Hans von Spakovsky? That I don't know if I'm saying the guy's name right. Yeah, this guy, I'd never heard of him before. Um, and yet uh, he's supposed to be some, you know, big shot uh, guy who basically... Uh, um, you know, is in charge. Let me tell you who he is. He's a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation. His name is Hans von Spakovsky. Now, by Sounds the way, like a Russian guy to me or something. Yeah. Like that, now, know? this is great work where Kurt's literally doing the digging, telling you who this guy is. So now it's all relevant and in context. Isn't this delightful? 
Good work, Kurt. Well, Keep going. Yeah, and he's asking why the FBI isn't investigating the financial relationship between Hunter Biden, uh, by the way, he's Joe Biden's second son, and the government of China. When, you know, you got all this investigation of the president and, uh, you know, his so-called Russia collusion stuff, when uh, he's, he, uh, Von Spakovsky is highlighting the billion-dollar deal that, was struck between the Bank of China, which is, by the way, uh, according to this piece, uh, a state-owned entity, and a private equity firm founded and operated by Hunter Biden. Uh, He says if similar things had happened with the Republican vice president and his son, we would be seeing screaming headlines about this for weeks on end in the Washington Post and the New York Times and elsewhere. Boy, is this guy Kurt. What's that? Boy, is this guy right. Well, he is. That's that's one of the reasons I've wanted to bring it up. Uh, he says, uh, you know, uh, he, he goes on, he says, why is it that Rudy, Rudy Giuliani is doing that? Well, he, what he's talking about is he, uh, he says, uh, President Donald Trump's lawyer Rudy Giuliani had planned to visit Ukraine to gather facts about Joe Biden's involvement in the firing of a Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating a company his son worked for. Uh, and he says, so why is it Rudy Giuliani is doing that instead of the FBI? You know, how come the FBI is not looking into that? And he says, why isn't the FBI also looking into the fact that Biden's son has been reported to have gotten huge contracts with the Chinese government in an area he had absolutely no experience in after he went with his father on a trade delegation trip to China? You know, it shows you how it's not really what you know, it's who you know, Sam, right? And uh, anyway, uh, Joe Biden, I believe, if they really want to look into him, you know, he's like most of the insider politicians. They got big bunch of stuff they could be held up on. But if the media protect them, then they're protected. Media and it. government insiders. There's one headline, too, to highlight that relates to all this. Murders on Texas soil linked to Mexico's Gulf cartel, says FBI. Right, Kurt? Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of stories like this, Sam, where there's just a bunch of criminal activity. And so what you got, though, is, hey, these FBI people are too busy taking drug money and spending time with prostitutes to where, hey, this murder on Texas soil with the drug cartel is going to be what? They're going to prevent prosecution? Probably. Oh, boy. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.